for my first interview, I interviewed Dr. Lichtenberg. I asked him how he would define the issue of wildfires in Southern California, why he thinks it's important, what are the impacts of wildfires on agriculture, what is the background behind this issue, what are some of the main causes of wildfires in Southern California, what he thinks are some solutions to the wildfire problems. And then I also asked him more specific things once we got into talking about um, how population affects wildfires. So like what sort of risk people are assuming by moving towards them. And then lastly, what we can see in the future and like how we are expected to move forward in the future with wildfires in Southern California. In terms of what are the impact of wildfires on agriculture, Dr. Lichtenberg wanted to first say that, you know, wildfires don't have a huge impact on agriculture. Most fires are only burning in forests. Um, fires are occurring in the land that no one wants. It's not really affecting agriculture per se because the land with agriculture is often irrigated. Um, yeah, so that that land for agriculture is very wet in comparative to the very dry forest landscape. Um, he gave me some resources to look into in terms of the background on fire, like um, Mike Davis's 1995 novel, The Case for Letting Malibu Burn. There are a lot of common places throughout California that have been prone to wildfires. So then moving on to main causes of wildfires, uh, people are moving into fire-prone areas, areas that aren't meant to be lived in. These are areas that are meant to just, you know, visit and leave. Um, people in California want to move to remote locations, and those areas are very fire-prone. Think like, you know, like the desert or just very remote rural areas. In terms of some solutions to this, a solution to deter people from moving there is to stop permitting zoning there so that it's, you know, illegal for people to move there and then make insurance ineligible in those areas. That way people aren't having the support from the government to be living in these areas. Um, some impacts of wildfires are that it costs a lot of money to fight fires. Um, it costs the state and federal government a lot of money to fight these fires. Um, you know, one upside to that is that you don't have to travel far to fight fires. However, city government doesn't have to do as much work and, you know, come up with as many solutions for wildfires because they know the state and gov federal government will help them anyways. And then the city just benefits altogether as the city gets property taxes from all the people moving to the remote locations. And then they don't have to actually help when things go awry. And then that's when I asked, aren't people assuming some risk 
in moving, like if you move to these remote locations, you know, that are prone to wildfires, like don't be surprised when you get a wildfire. And Dr. Lichtenberg was saying like, yes, but because these people know that the government will help, they'll take more risks because they know they have support, a classic issue of moral hazard. And then in terms of the future, he says that, you know, wildfires in California are just inevitable. And he pointed me even to the talk about how nature in California has evolved so much so that there are certain species of trees whose seeds cannot germinate without fire. Um, basically just saying that wildfire is an innate part of the California landscape and it's really just certain things perpetuating it, but we'll never fully eradicate it. So in terms of the reflection, um, I'm going to start with what questions do I have after completing this challenge or talking to Dr. Lichtenberg, I would just ask that, you know, if since population is such a big issue and the solutions aren't that great, like, what are some of, like, local solutions that are taking into account just because the whole government intervention seems to be very tumultuous? Um, what might I do differently? So Dr. Lichtenberg was my first uh, interview, and so I just really took notes, and I would have, it was, it's better for me to just have recorded the entire interview, um, because I felt like I didn't take as many notes as I should have, because I didn't want to be disrespectful and, like, continuously be writing while he was talking instead of making, like, strong eye contact. Um, what was most successful, I feel like we had really good dialogue because we actually did our interview in person. I came into his office because he's a professor at the University of Maryland. Um, what was least successful? So I came into the interview asking about wildfires' effects on um, agriculture, which was, I guess, just slightly misdirected, and it really just showed how much of a novice I am in the topic when really I should be talking about wildfires, populations effects on wildfires, um, and then just like community um, consequences of wildfires instead. Um, what did I learn in general about this? Just in general from this challenge, I think coordinating interviews can be scary, but once you're actually there and talking, it's very beneficial.